Welcome to the Vital Dawn Podcast for Monday, September 13th. You are seeing a bounce in U.S. equity futures. So all the major U.S. equity futures indices are up about 40 basis points. That works out to 138 Dow points, 19 S&P points, and 60 NASDAQ points. The major European indices are trading up about 40 to 50 basis points, so similar percent as U.S. equity futures. You're seeing outperformance in Europe in areas like autos, chemicals, banks, insurers, and energy. You're seeing underperformance in some of the safer haven areas, along with retail and basic resources, which is lagging the rest of cyclical value in Europe. Asia was much more mixed. So Japan inched out some modest gains, but you saw large decline in the Hang Seng um, and some softness elsewhere. So just kind of surveying the morning this morning, um, you know, the rebound is coming off of a very ugly close on Friday. Um, somewhat understandable, just given um, you know the the nature of the close in the last couple of hours of trading on Friday. But um, I don't necessarily think this is a move people should be chasing right now. You still have a multitude of macro overhangs over the coming weeks and months that need to be resolved, and they're really not close to being resolved. Um, you know, so I think we're going to be in a very choppy atmosphere at best for trading, um, where it's a lot hard. It's it's very hard to be any more positive than um, neutral right now. And I I write a lot about that in all the macro pieces I've been sending around. I've linked all that in the piece this morning. For Monday specifically, not much to talk about with regards to the U.S. So um, Senator Manchin did give an interview on CNN yesterday morning in which he kind of reiterated very strongly that this $3.5 trillion reconciliation tax and spending bonanza bill being planned by Democratic leadership um, will not be able to pass. Um, you know, He's talking about a number down around $1 to $1.5 trillion. He also says how he will not back any legislation that will make the U.S. tax code, quote unquote, uncompetitive. Um, you know, so clearly there's a lot more to go. I think, you know, to the extent you want to justify the rally this morning, you could say, well, the Manchin remarks are helping. But again, Manchin's made that clear now for several weeks. Um, but also that, you know, his $1 trillion to $1.5 trillion number still leaves a lot of room for tax increases. So um, the House uh, Ways and Means Committee put out their kind of blueprint overnight. Um, you know, I still think at the end of the day, you could probably get the corporate rate up a couple hundred basis points. The top income rate also could move up. Um, you know, the, the some of the income thresholds could shift as a result of that. The capital gains tax, um, I think that's going to be a lot harder politically. If it were to be increased, there'd probably be a lot of carve outs um, and the and the uh, income level at which it would kick in would probably go up a lot as well. So I think on the corporate tax front, investors should be penciling in probably something around 24, 25% versus 21% now. Um, that is kind of it as far as the US is concerned. Like I said, very relatively slow out in, in the last um, you know, 48 hours for the US. In in Asia, it's a little bit different. So the Hang Seng ended off one and a half percent. You saw the big tech names get hit pretty hard. You had a bunch of regulatory headlines out again over the weekend. Um, you know, just the latest example of how the government continues to um, intervene in in uh, across across the board in businesses, but especially in tech. Um, so you had Alibaba, Tencent, et cetera. All those stocks got hit hard. You also had the casino name get hit hard. So Sans China, Galaxy, et cetera. All those stocks saw heavy selling. There was um, you know, a COVID outbreak in one one province in China. The numbers are, are very small in aggregate compared to what you're seeing in the US. But given China's kind of zero tolerance policy with regards to COVID, um, there obviously is a lot of concern that the government could enact um, you know, additional lockdown restrictions in the country. 
And this is just a month away or so from the big Golden Week holiday in China, which is um, you know a critical period for for Macau gaming. Um, so that is really everything for today. Like I said, not a whole lot of news out to really mention. On the calendar, you have uh, a Palo Alto Networks analyst meeting today. You have an Oracle earnings report after the close. It will be another very busy week for Southside Conferences presentation. So this was a huge um, theme last week. You saw a lot of pre-announcements from a variety of different companies. You have the entire airline industry takedown guidance. You had a bunch of industrial companies takedown guidance. Um, other than the airlines, a lot, a lot of the companies are citing you know temporary or ongoing supply chain hiccups. They all said end market demand is very strong. I think that um, you know that is positive. The distinction as far as what is driving the earnings miss, I think um, the market would be hit a lot harder if companies came out and said end market demand was softening. The fact that they're mentioning just supply chain issues, which are presumably temporary, um, I think helped limit some of the selling pressure. But you did see a lot of companies take down guidance. It does seem that Q3 estimates will have to be taken down, um, you know, all, across the board for a lot of sectors. Um, as 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 uh, as we get closer to the actual Q3 reporting period in the middle of October, um, the conference that I think will be most important this week will be the Barclays Financial Services. We really haven't heard from any financial services companies since um, the Q2 reporting period um, back in the middle of July. So this you know this will be for the first time in about two months we'll get a uh, an update on that industry just about how um, business business activity is trending in the quarter. Um, again, that to me is kind of one of the big uh, areas of the market that we haven't really had a lot of insight into. Um, and so that is essentially everything for today. Like I said earlier, I had a bunch of macro pieces out um, uh, Thursday of last week. So I've, I've linked everything in the piece today. So be sure to check that out. Just quickly on the calendar um, over the course of this week, you have the US CPI tomorrow morning. You have um, testimony from SEC Chairman Gensler also Tuesday. Apple's product launch is, is on Tuesday. Um, you know, just quickly on Apple, the ruling on Friday, the Epic ruling, um, obviously weighed on that stock. I wrote about kind of the uh, implications of it. Um, you know, Apple really won on, on most points other than a critical one whereby app makers will probably now be allowed to direct users outside of the app to remit payment, um, denying Apple of that 30% commission. However, I think logistically, um, a lot of companies will be reluctant to kind of move users out of the app. I think a lot of users will find it quite inconvenient to leave the app to um, to make payments. A lot of a lot of the payments that are being done in app um, are are uh, kind of impromptu, and so again, it's more. Um, I think the user will find it very convenient to stay inside the app, which will limit the financial fallout for Apple. You have a bunch of China economic numbers out Wednesday morning, U.S. retail sales on Thursday, and that is everything for today, Monday, September 13th. Thank you for listening.